Welcome back to Heavy Metal Parking Lot. I'm Jeremy and he's Derek. This is a brand of Darwin's Family Crest Enterprises. We're taking over this motherfucking world, even if we're going to be the last ones left on it. How's it hanging, man? Uh, same lilt to the right this time, unfortunately, but uh, I have still there. <laughs> still there. Still there, Huggy Bear. Um, uh, we do, uh, we, as in the royal we, but I apologize for um, uh, delaying uh, a show that we should probably, in all, in, all, in all intents and purposes, should have been recorded last week. However, um, my appendix decided to take a shit on me, so uh, I needed... Thankfully, not literally. It didn't quite get to that point, but it No, could. it didn't. It, it, it didn't. Um, it definitely didn't burst, which is phenomenal. Uh, I am actually, in terms of my my healing process, I feel like I'm getting better every day. So, you know, that's a blessing in terms of my own health and that kind of thing. But it's about time that we get back on the saddle. It's time to ride. And uh, time to hail fucking Satan. It's we're we're <laughs> well in. We're, yeah, we're well into anti-pope. Ter- uh, territory at this point so oh my man let's talk about tobias forge for a minute um this guy <laughs> it's funny ghost the band they came out about a decade ago i started hearing ruminations of them probably 2012 2013 about when their second album came out and i started seeing like not hit parader. What's the equivalent now? Uh, like Loudwire and shit on Facebook. You would yeah. start seeing images of this demonic anti-pope Satan band. And then it kind of just hooked me. The first time I started listening to it, it hooked me because when you see them and you hear them, it's two wildly different things. Yeah. Uh, it it was kind of jarring, and it's still jarring to a lot of the friends I tried to get into listening to Ghost because they're like metalheads and they like the image of Ghost. And then they hear it, and it sounds more like modern day Blue Oyster Cult. And it's just kind of jarring. It kind of puts some people off, you know? Yeah, it reminded me a little bit of. Um, whenever you have, say, uh, like a Christian band that that doesn't have the the content to be able to talk about, you know, God is dead, and you know the the rain burns their skin and shit. Yeah, they can't talk about that kind of stuff, but they've got that sort of like, I want to be dark, but. It's it's just I mean they reach back and their lyrics their lyrics are phenomenal their writing is fantastic it's I, unreal and I, that's I, that was that's what's that's what kind of got me because um, our song that we're looking at tonight is it's one very that, it's very uh, appropriate today I, I'll agree with that. <laughs> I will agree with that. I will. I, and, I, and, and when I started making the playlist, Derek, for this, I didn't foresee the world fucking falling apart inside of the month we started this show. Yeah. But now this yeah. song seems even more appropriate to be doing this week. Um, it, it's it's interesting whenever you think about a band from Sweden that, you know, takes so many i mean and again again tobias forge he's a guy that you know you would know from this from from this dig and i'm sure you'll get into it a much 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 deeper this guy is meticulous in terms of execution so uh you know even down to the fact that i, I mean i think for the album that we're talking about here um uh, prequel. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Prequel. Uh, I don't think he let. 
I think he did uh, one day with a drummer. And, uh, you know, it's why it's why whenever you go to their Wikipedia, like largely the, the band members are a list of ghouls. Here's um, the thing. Here's the thing. Tobias Forge is the Trent Reznor of Ghost. Yeah. He does all the everything on yeah. all the albums. And then he hires a group of nameless ghouls to play the shows. And up until right before this album came out, it was largely the same group of people. But because they thought they were getting slighted money and there was a big lawsuit. And that's the only reason the world truly got to know, okay, uh, Papa Emeritus is actually Tobias Forge because he was named in a lawsuit. People, especially in the Sweden metal community, knew for years. But if it weren't for that lawsuit, I probably still wouldn't know exactly who Papa Emeritus was because he was that secretive about it. Yeah, it was pretty I, fucking wild because no, I was. It, sorry. Yeah, because no, 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 no. You're fine. I again, you're, you're you're much deeper into this than I am, but he's very like he's he's super interesting to me because first off, he's our age. Um, mm-hmm. In like he's in the wheelhouse of our ages. Right. Uh, second of all, he he has. It seems like he has this idea of things. Not necessarily like it's more. It becomes parts of a whole for him Uh because I I I looked at like prequel specifically for that album as pertaining to the song and knowing that he's had portions of this album written for going on three years, which actually surrounds uh, the release of another album that Ghost did, uh, Meliora. Yep. It's actually it's it's pretty intriguing considering how again how much he seems to compartmentalize the musical aspects of you know what the what the band is and what it what it puts out to its fans that's a big thing for the fans is is like how it's you portray George yourself Lucas in- it's a George Lucas esque level of detail into this overarching story that he fucking planned out to a point that he knows the successions of the new Papa Emeritus's and everything, which recently, by the way, Cardinal Copia, he, uh, he is no longer Cardinal Copia. Papa Emeritus four is finally here and he's ready to rain hell. So (laughs) I'm ready for the next album cycle. There's been a good bit of writing done, uh, and I'm pretty sure that there was. I mean, it, things may have been bit, may have been pushed back. Uh, however, I I'm always a fan of. I mean, he's a he's he's a brother of of the Latin community, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah, yeah, I have to. I have to give him give him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, you one, know, the, one of my favorite songs of theirs is Paraspera ad inferi, which means uh, through hardship into hell. And it's like, oh, my God, that's like the yeah. antithesis of what people usually say, you know. And the funny yeah. part is, like, all the fundamentalists and shit are so mad at this band, but he's just playing the same song and dance. And he'll tell you, it's like Kiss did this before me. Alice Cooper did this before me. Manson did this before me. You know, I'm playing a part. Sure. One thing I thought was really intriguing, you know, in terms of, of, you know, things that inspired him for the most recent full, like full length album was the death of, of Lemmy along with uh, David Bowie and Prince Mm -hmm. and uh, Ronnie James Dio, which I had to remind myself that Dio died. And yeah, me too. I know how many people I told that that Ronnie James Dio died, and I forgot myself. So, but this yep. guy definitely didn't. And again, there was there there were I guess there were also uh, I I didn't get through the entire uh, the, the entire prequel album, but I definitely got the whole the whole like it was a sort of a prehistoric or sorry sorry pre like a very very early times kind of thing sort of a medieval yep. times sort of like yep. like darkness like even with uh what their first single was rats off of this album speaking of have you watched any of the videos i have yeah rats is 
oh my god, I didn't know what to expect because they said Papa Emeritus Three was dead and Cardinal Copia was taken over. All the while, I know that Tobias is every one of the iterations of the singers, but it's like, how is this going to change this? And then this motherfucker spitting comes up and starts dancing in the plague, and it's just like, this is fucking awesome. I cannot wait for this album, you know? Yeah, I, I actually do, and it's odd because the first thing I thought of whenever I saw this this video uh, of, of, uh, of Witch Image is I had, in the past couple days, I had watched a couple of uh, Ari Aster's movies. So I watched Hereditary, and I watched mm-hmm. Midsommar, and they're they're very this sounds funny but asterisk if you know i know what you're saying yeah uh, like you know where they're going there's an inevitable consequence to the start and the like you can see where it's going but there's something about the suspension that these videos kind of hold i i have i have the same idea for i think i, I think the was was it majesty that i watched um from the uh from from uh from from Miliora, i yeah. think it was um that was from another the pinnacle one. of the pit is also no that one's a lot no um i know which one you think it's probably cerise that reminds yes, me it of was a, cerise i'm sorry yeah that's right reminds me of a combination of a stephen king movie and i mean you feel like it's rosemary's baby era shit going on in that you know it's just insane yeah there's just so many like there's there's so much in front of you already but like you're sitting back and waiting for the undertones to kind of turn you loose and make you feel better about the anxiety that you're feeling for the actual like for the song yeah because i mean and never mind they could pair up going forward whatever ari aster is going to do from here on out Tobias Forge ought to be the first Scoring guy it. that he calls going forward because I am a I'm a guy that is like thoroughly fixated on how music and how sounds incorporate your feelings during a certain uh, certain points in movies. Yeah. Uh, it's why it's why I'm a Kubrick fan. It's why I love Roger Avery and uh, um, uh, the Rules of Attraction. Just, I'm sorry. I am going to do a Darwin's Family Crest level fucking derail because if I don't say it now, I'm going to forget. Um, derail, my dude. To that end, in regards to our first episode with Trivium, at the beginning of the song, The Sin in the Sentence, if you are familiar with 2001 A Space Odyssey, the sound that they're making out of their guitars is specifically meant to sound like the monolith. At the dawn of man, just that thing. Yeah, it's deliberately meant to sound like that. And I, I just thought, okay, we were just talking about Trivium a couple weeks ago, and you said Kubrick. It's like let's let's do this for a second. But back to back to Ghost. Sorry, I'm gonna bring myself back into check because usually I'm the one that derails it, and then we spin off for 45 minutes. <laughs> Well, this, this song, is actually oddly poignant for me because I don't want to do this to you. But again, in Darwin's Family Crest type of mode here at this point, you mentioned Monolith. And I do feel like that there is going to be a heavy metal parking lot coming up that is probably going to end up being the entirety of LD50. Yeah, pretty yeah. much like, yeah. you know, if you're not watching or if you're not watching this, listening to this right now you're going to want to do a little bit of a deep dive for go listen to my veins LD 50. Yeah. First period. I think, I think that will be that episode because I said, uh, everything and nothing. You said death blooms. And then I thought nothing to gain, gain. Uh, And it's like, nothing to gain. Yeah. And it's like, fuck me. Never mind dig, which is a sick single. Yeah. Anyhow, back, back to ghost. Um, this song, which image, the whole time I had the album, like, um, I got through, um, up until this point, I think Pro Memoria is right before this, and it's like one of the most sad, happy songs I've ever heard in my life. I mean, it just sounds like an operatic show tune or something about 
don't forget that you're dying. Don't forget about your friend death. And then this song comes on and this is what cemented the album for me because that was basically like, if you will, if you're playing this as a play, that was the precursor to this song because in comes death, which image is written as the narrator being death like here i come on my pale white horse i'm coming and i don't care how happy you are now i don't care how close you are to everything you want you're gonna die and i will come for you it doesn't matter everything ends you know but it's done it's i don't i don't know man it it chokes me up just thinking about the words to this song are so perfectly poetic it just fucking blows me away like yeah he's telling me i'm gonna die but that's okay because everybody always dies everybody always has died and it's just it's good to memento mori yourself you're gonna fucking die you know sure yeah that's another good that's another good uh fucking latin clip there and it's it's one that Eddie, you can't read a review or you can't read anything about this album without him or without there being some sort of touch on how important it is to just get the most out of your days. I yeah. sort of feel like in, in a almost in a backwards way, sort of sort of being the guy writing his will while he's being chased down by a fucking cougar yep. or something in some way. Like you only, you only know about what you missed out on whenever you're so, so close to death and that kind of thing. I and just, it's funny because I picture from the first time I heard this song, the literal, at least the biblical literal version of the death on the pale white horse, which he alludes to in fucking specific lyrics in it i imagine that that uh that rider of the apocalypse singing this song to you as he's fucking just laying waste to the land because it doesn't matter you know while you sleep in earthly delight someone's flesh is rotting tonight you might be here today but you don't necessarily need to be tomorrow you know i've never known so little how to classify a band than either at this point and i've been listening for six or seven years now they are the they ought to be under enigmatic in the dictionary if if you want my honest opinion it's some of the darkest lyrical content you'll ever walk into in the most i would argue almost pop rock sounding it's it like it's it's very poppy like i said blue oyster cult or like more contemporary i mean some of those fucking jams like dance macabre sounds like that could literally be a hook that was written by adam levine from maroon five or something and that song is sick i fucking love that song but it's so poppy you could almost believe it if it's like yeah that was written by adam levine okay I think my favorite track that I listened to from them, because I listened to about a dozen and a half or a dozen and a half of their songs, uh, uh, like coming up to this. And I think Square Hammer's probably my favorite song that they did. I debated on doing that one instead of this one. And it's funny. I think I must have knew what was coming for this one to be it, because this wasn't a single. And right. Square Hammer straight up should have been the lead fucking single on Meliora instead of an EP. I can't believe that. That's why, because I feel like they buried it in a, a dump, you know, sort of a, an attachment to, to an extended release. And I was yep. like, man, that's probably, I mean, that's got a lot to do with it, but to be fair, you know, when you talk about these, these hidden gems, I would argue one of my favorite Slipknot songs of all times, you cannot find anywhere it's purity it's off of the first the first cut of of their self-titled i still Um, have that pressing of that disc and i don't anymore and it bums me the fuck out because 
you that can't was that listen. was copywriting shit, right? Yeah, it was. It yeah, yeah. They, oh my God, I think it was my God. Who was even managing them at that point? Uh, I, I I wish I knew, but I wanted yeah, to say they, Ross Robinson, but he was producing them. They I stepped, don't know. Yeah, like management stepped all over that, but I I, I don't want to bury it. But if if you like, like I said, with the whole aspect of being enigmatic, um. Oh my God! I didn't write down the name of this 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 out or this song, but um, you probably don't know this. Um, it's called Missionary Man. Missionary Man, yeah. That uh, that song's a Eurythmics cover. No, it's not. I on my life, I swear it is. If that's the one you're Fucking talking Katie about, Lennox, yeah, dude, because it reminds me of again. It, it like the first thing I thought of was holy shit. It sounds a little bit like Pearl Jam. Then I was like, holy shit, it sounds even more like Leonard Skinner. Every and, one of the songs at the end of that album after Square Hammer was a uh, cover. Nocturnal Me is a uh, Echo and the Bunnymen song, which is fucking... I love the cover and the original. It's sick. Uh, I believe, I think it's Sib- Simeon Mobile Disco or something. Bible is like a straight up fucking bible song yeah I, I forget who wrote it it's something from the 70s or 80s or something but i listen um, to bible yeah bible's a good song it is it like really you is. can believe he was a he was a uh, christian rock artist or something when you listen to that and it's like holy god it's you know there's no there's no undertones here there's no evil to this this is awesome <laughs> I don't know what to do with the information. Like, and again, I don't know, I, I, you know, I don't know how to classify them. They're, they're just something else. And it was, again, Tobias has told everybody, look, I'm not the devil here. I'm just trying to tell you a fucking epic story. And that's what makes me like them because they've literally, they've, uh, they've definitely prequel, definitely toned down the Satan shit. The first album, uh, Opus eponymous. Yeah. Almost every song is flat out about Satan, you know, and it's like, good God, guys! And they did a killer cover of "Here Comes the Sun" by the Beatles. You should look up at some yeah. point. I actually oh, that was okay. one, that was another one that I listened to. I, I, yeah, because I I needed to know. I I think Kerrang called "Ritual" one of the ten most evil songs ever done. Yeah, and it it's another one that sounds very Blue Oyster Cult. I love the song Ritual. If if you want to take a fun ride, you should get on Spotify and listen to their live album, uh, Ceremony and Devotion. It's just fun from front to back. Like, I'd have loved to been at that show. I wish they would release a Blu-ray of the concert because they're just having a good time. And you can tell, you know. At one point, they play uh, Devil, Chur- Devil Church, I think it is, off Meliora. I'm skipping. I listen to everything all at once, typically. Uh, Devil Church. <laughs> it's an instrumental off Meliora. And then they go right into Cerise, but they're playing like a dueling lead rhythm guitar part. They usually screw around for a couple minutes. And in the live version on that album, they start playing dueling banjos for a second. And it's like, that is so fucking funny. Like, yeah. every, everything they do. Because they have like a uh, series of videos they put out to promote prequel that it's just basically like a bunch of shticky comedy stuff, but inside the world of Ghost. So you have Cardinal Copia coming to the church to be reanointed as the uh, new Papa Emeritus. But Poplar, Papa, I think it's Nile, like nihilism. It's spelled Nile. Yeah. It might, it might be uh, Neil. I, Neil I, yeah. I think it's Nile, Papa Nile. He, uh, he is not amused by this fucking young upstart that is not good enough to carry the Papa Emeritus crown at all. And it's sure. just kind of like watching a sticky Swedish sitcom or something. <laughs> but they're just doing it in character as promotional shit, and it's funny. You should check that stuff out too, if if you want to drink the Kool Aid. If not, sure. I mean, you definitely hit on the high points. Square Hammer, sick, dude. That is, 
I uh, just got this new Mac, and I was checking out certain factoids that carried over from my last computer, and it said that Square Hammer was the most played song I have on my playlist by a long shot. It was shit. It was unreal. Like how many plays? Square Hammer. 165 plays i'm like jesus christ like i listen i listen to music a lot about 165 and the next one is like a lamb of god song at 139 but it was just (laughs) neat it's like i'm glad that one hooked you and the video is amazing to that right to be fair though that was a that was a cold read like again folks that are listening we didn't talk about square hammer before we we got on here uh, not at all, really. No, no, no. Like, it didn't I legit did not even come up. Uh, I just, I mean, there's a lot to like about about this band because I, again, I like the enigmatic factor. I like the Latin. I like that the fact that they're building towards something because, you know, Opus Eponymous is basically a, it's, you know, it translates in Latin to self-titled work. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, and I'm taking a shot at this one. It looks like Infestitusimum. Yeah. Looks like as the most hostile, which I believe is referring to um, a brutal sort of antichrist kind of thing. Oh, is that what separatists. it means? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely yeah, it's, their most hostile work so far, too. It's yeah, got it's, their, it's got their uh, most low-key evil song, Year Zero, on it. I don't know if you heard Year Zero, but you should check that one out. It seemed like I kept I kept trying to find like very very diverse ghost compilations on YouTube, and yes. it seems like there was a lot of stuff familiar on there. There was quite a, like the, the, and then they had the singles out of the other albums, mm-hmm. so like you needed to deep dig for 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 some of the other stuff. I'm gonna go deeper because if you can find Missionary Man, uh, at least at least as a whimsical sort of skinnered kind of like offshoot mm-hmm. you're going to be able to find something you like uh, that ghost does because they're not they're certainly not limiting themselves no and, they're they're breaking genres daily it's yeah. crazy and i've never seen uh, what, what did i see uh, uh, like there was like one of their uh, one of their classifications was like doom metal and i've never seen that shit before Doom metal is shit that sounds like uh, original run Ozzy Osbourne era Black Sabbath, and I think it's a very good classification, especially on Opus Eponymous. It sounds very like a Black Sabbath album, and that's, I think, I mean, Ozzy has said that he loves this band. Metallica says they love this band, like, they're doing something right. I just hope they continue forever. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. It's odd to say that there's a band out there that looks the way that they do and be able to say, you're going to be able to find something you like from them that they mm-hmm. do. But it's kind of true. You know, you could pull in somebody, you know, from a rural area that likes. I don't know country music and kid rock and they'll be able to find something if they just listen to the music that ghost does you know yeah there's a song called uh if you like or if you have ghosts it's a cover um i gotta find who originally did it probably should be wrapping this episode up here because we're That's encroaching music, which is another thing that they sort of find themselves sort of in at that point you know and again yeah this is you know, this has been okay. If you have ghosts, is a Rocky Erickson cover, and it straight up starts with violins and stuff, and it's kind of like a very southern rock, very I I don't know. You just gotta check it out because all their EPs end up having mostly covers on it, just to show the love of their influences and shit. On uh on the if you have ghost. EP, you have that Rocky Erickson cover, which you should check out. I'm a Marionette, which is a fucking ABBA cover. Yeah. One of, and let me tell you, it crushes. 
uh, Crucified, which is Army of Lovers, which I had never heard of before, Waiting for the Night, Depeche Mode. Like, they're all over the fucking place just with their influences, and it shows. I'm noticing that a lot of their influences are European, which I think is fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a nice homage to be paid. Yeah. So, you know, that's why I don't want to discredit how versatile they are by saying oh well this sounds like this well this sounds like this i'd rather just like i want that to be an endorsement to bring you in rather than like okay well if you know we're not doing a for fans of for these things yeah it's more or less a you're gonna like if you like this ghost is for you to some extent you just have to kind of get past the whole idea that I think it could appeal to anybody too. Yeah. Uh, between a metalhead to a pop fan to anything, they have, and you would say, potentially, maybe it's the Satan. You know, Satan is a sweet, sweet seducer, but uh, he's definitely got a thing going that Tobias Forge, and I hope he keeps going forever. If you listen to this dude. Come on the show. We'll uh, suck your dick audibly for the next 45 minutes. So um, I'm probably going to wrap on the ghost one. We will be coming back after the break and the song with Derek's choice for this week. So we'll uh, we'll get with you in a couple minutes. Cheers.
this is Derek, and uh, Jeremy Brubaker is still with us here. Um, uh, as part of editing, we are deciding to cut out all of the coughs so none of our listeners get worried about whether or not when they click on this YouTube video that they are going to get canceled by COVID. At They're going to get it. <laughs> they, they will not get it from HMPL. They will get their car towed if they do overnight parking. That's true. Unvalidated by you. You should have a stamp and a hangy on top of your rearview mirror. So that's true. But you should already be on top of that if that's your profession. I should talk to you about someone who probably doesn't have a lot to worry about um, in about COVID at this point. And that would be a country that has free health care. And that would be Canada. And that brings me to Protest the Hero uh, ban from Whitby, Ontario. And they happen to be uh, the subject matter of my end of heavy metal parking lot and the focus of of uh, our, our our second half of our, of our second episode here. Um, Turn Soonest to the Sea is the track off of Kate, uh, Kazaya, which I have to actually pay homage to because I've been saying the name of this album wrong for very nearly 12 years yeah Maybe i would have guessed 13. kezia yeah yeah i i've, I've been saying kaiza it because it looks oddly japanese to me yeah but I no s- i see the pronunciation on top of wikipedia i assume that's official from the band huh kezia seems to be the the uh, the agreed upon pronunciation of the album uh came out it there was uh, a canadian release did very very well uh the the actual uh united states release was in 2006 uh the the album uh is more or less a i i, I lose i'm using this usually or loosely it's supposed to be a what I guess most would call a concept album. I didn't get that. And again, it's probably another thing I should, I should end apologizing about because I've owned this album for going on 15 years. And the first three years of my owning it, it was in rapping because I worked at FYE. I had a stockpile of CDs and there was a point where I had probably three dozen cds that i had not even bothered to cut into yet shit that's wild yeah because think about that release you know that 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 time frame that 2006 where i was at with those releases i was very very mired in that taking back sunday sort of area between you know um where you want to be and tell all your friends I was very mired into uh, those two uh, used releases, uh, the self-titled, and um, my goodness, I guess it would have been, um, uh, uh, man, we just talked about that. Uh, that Fuck, uh, I'm drawing a blank, too. Right, right. Uh, we'll get it. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll work it in. Um, we'll wonk, wonk, work it in. Um uh, and then, I, but I also had, I mean, I, on my, also on my plate, I was also listening to things like there were a bunch of singles by some 41 out there that I was really into. I was into all to blame at that point. I, I just started getting into uh kill switch engage. So the, uh, there was a bunch of different music out there for me. So I was, was fine that, with, that wasn't even the Jesse or the, uh, Howard days yet. Was no, it? Those were the Jesse, were years. Jesse years. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Um, Alive or Just Breathing, one of my favorite albums of all time. I swear to God, and people bitch that when Jesse left and Howard took over, oh my God, Howard's infinitely better. And while I agree maybe in singing presence at the time, Jesse Leach's Alive or Just Breathing album is just fucking sick. We're probably going to end up talking about at some point uh, the song uh, "Fixation on the Darkness" because that was that that song was that close to being entrance music while I was 
still wrestling. Yeah. It's just, it starts so hard. There's so many different samples you can take out of it. It's just a really, really solid song. Not talking about that one tonight, though, though. Uh, getting back to our uh, our friends, our Canadian friends, uh, Protest the Hero. Uh, it's a five-piece. Again, talked about it out of Canada. Uh, and, uh, again, this ends up being a concept album, uh, basically centered around a, a young woman who eventually ends up getting sentenced to her own death. Uh, and the the album itself is broken down into four different pieces as only being a 10-track album. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense for the four pieces, but the the different narrators actually end up do end up telling a story. And again, I really wish whenever I had first cracked this album open that I had had this type of information. Uh, the, the, the first three tracks are told by the prison priest and the, the tracks are, are introduced in a way to where, um, the, the inner, or I'm sorry, uh, the perspective provides a sort of a background so like tracks one, four and seven end up being background for their perspective of what's going on. OK, the 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 second the second part, the second track ends up being their perception of the events that end up taking place, which, again, eventually the, the denouement of the whole bit is Kazaya ends up getting shot to her death and the third of the three tracks in the whole entire thing. And then the finale ends up being those three perspectives talking about their reaction and sort of their entire like grasp of the situation. And then the bands sort of, sort of tying together of everything. So, and we're to it. We're, where turn soon as to the sea lands is it's track eight. So it's Kazaya's uh, sort of I, I, they're almost last words. At this I was going to say, it seems like death throws like the death knell of Kazaya. Like, yeah, where, uh, based upon what you're saying, the story format, if it was a play, it'd be the penultimate scene before the grand finale and everything. Sure. Now, this is one of those albums that you if you start listening to it on on random or if you listen to it straight through, you'll have a very, very there'll be very different perspectives by that point. Yeah. So especially if you're not following, I mean, if you're not acute to the ear and you're not listening to, you know, the the super intricate stuff, especially with some of the lyrics uh, from from Turn Soon is to the Sea. Uh, it ends up getting to be like, okay, like some of this stuff seems like it's kind of off the cuff, but, and it doesn't necessarily pertain to the situation, but there's also a different interpretation for this concept album. Uh, the lead, the lead vocals of, of, of uh, protest here is a guy named, is a guy named uh, Roddy Walker. And I'm going to talk about his, uh, his, his deeper interpretation. And then I got a pop quiz kind of built into this other situation here. Okay. Uh, the deeper interpretation has to deal with the gradual sort of decline in the society. And I, I swear, I feel like I'm starting to get typecasted into these kinds of songs that I fucking gravitate to. Uh, in reality, I just think this band and again, every review that you read about this album is the fact that it's the same shit that I like about them. They're complex, they're intricate, and there is a, an incredible gradation between the, the songs that, you know, they don't, they don't necessarily, when you build a, okay. So when you, when you build an album, you want to try to structurally, you want to create a situation where you're putting strong songs at, at important places this yeah. band doesn't give a shit about that they're saying i've got a story to tell and we're doing that and yeah. they're sort of committing to the bit with this That's whole idea sick. i love it's, that it's outstanding and yeah so this whole thing of this this gradual downfall of society it's not really 
it's not applicable to any specific time because uh, some of the some of the, la- uh, the 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 lyrics from the actual like from the song that I picked, it'll it'll kind of show you that it'll show you that sort of in 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 I don't know. Okay, so uh, all right, uh, okay. So you've come you've come to accept that your anatomy defines more than a few of your gaping holes in society and sorry, in our social fabric. And it defines more than a few one night stands, more than a few prison bars melted into our wedding bands. So, I mean, like that's that's sort of one of those things where I mean, again, we don't necessarily get too much into, you know, our social responsibility of certain things, but you know, I, I think it touches on, you know, like certain, I mean, and again, this is coming from a woman that's getting ready to face a bullet. So there's an interpretation there where you don't necessarily feel like you, you're given all the, op- all the opportunity in the world. So, you know, that was my, that was my take on the whole thing. And, uh, you know, it's, it's something else, uh, you know, again, applicable to the time, uh, Roddy, uh, Roddy Walker goes out of the way to say that, like, look, this isn't specifically political. This isn't specific, specifically religious. Um, we're not targeting anybody about this. We want this to be timeless. So they want the they want this album to sort of apply to a grander scheme rather than individual, uh, you know, parts of life you know especially the one that that, that we're talking about because we're uh, they were only my goodness i think it at, at, at whenever this album was was uh was produced i think he was 25 or 26 so and he's approaching 40 now so right yeah roddy walker's our age again so we've got more <laughs> we've got more semblance there there's there's a there's a little bit of a, par- a parallel there i'm looking down through these lyrics in real time and getting fucking chills without even hearing them in context because i don't know them in inside of the song structure i've listened yeah. to the song several times but i wasn't reading down through the lyrics and shit like because dignity is not physical and your flesh means more than you gave me a fucking full body chill like these lyrics dude yeah. fuck yeah. Anybody following Darwin's family crest on Facebook, everyone, uh, people would know that over the summer, uh, I think our fourth or fifth post <laughs> was uh, that uh, that what gradually warming brain. Yeah. And the bottom of the super enlightened brain was put some plastic in your tits. You'd look better as a blonde. Yeah. So again, we're talking about again sort of society and a social duty to yeah again out of context it would almost seem like a misogynist thing but at the end where they're talking about the plaque reading for her no woman is a whore and stuff it this is an empowering almost feminist piece and it's weird to have a line like put some plastic in your tits you'll look better as a blonde inside of a quote-unquote feminist piece i'm not i'm not trying to typecast the song but it definitely has a deeper meaning than just that you know sure and you know if i'm to go out of my way here to to make a recommendation for the rest of of the albums to just to get perspective of the entire album like from the priest perspective which took down the first two uh, the first three tracks you couldn't go wrong uh, with heretics and killers, I would probably recommend from the prison guard and ends up being her executioner, uh, the four through six block. You'd have a hard time going wrong with either nautical or blindfolds aside. There isn't a bad song in that group, and there's not a bad song in this entire album. And the 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 wild the wild run on this entire. Um, on this entire album is that the structure of the different perspectives and you have the, okay, I got the basic outline. I have my, you know, uh, for the first song, I have the, whatever the, the, uh, uh, you know, my perspective of her death and then sort of the, the band's take on everything. She who Mars, the skin of gods uh, track seven, it might be one of the 
best i mean this track belongs as a track three if if turn soon is to the sea is a track four on a normal non-concept album you want to talk about something that builds to you know a power power song yeah it does it so well and then i i would have said maybe before i knew all this i would have said the divine suicide of k uh the track after Turn Soonest to the Sea would have probably have been maybe it would have graded a little lower on mine, knowing that it's literally the band kind of and and like her kind of taking this entire sort of capacity style like look at everything. Yeah, I'm actually really into the song now. I'm more into the song than I am probably the the first three tracks, and they draw me in. The, that's what drew me in the first place. See, that's why it always pays to dig in a little bit. If you even passively like an album, start reading lyrics, start reading liner notes if you could still find them and shit. This setup, it reminds me, and I don't know, I don't know if we've ever got into this. Like, since the days of uh, Smells Like Children, I really got into Marilyn Manson. This setup really reminds me of the Antichrist Superstar album. Basically, the birth the ascension and the fall of the antichrist and stuff. And it's very similarly set up. And I like that a lot. Yeah. And look, you can get into, you know, these concept albums. I mean, it's really on you to decide what exactly a concept album is. I mean, technically I think every Alan Parsons project album ended up being a concept album. You could say something very similar about the who, because Tommy was, was, a concept album you yeah. know and you know even you know even uh uh fucking i mean you're nine inch nails i mean even they even look oh, at year downward zero. spiral yeah year zero is a good example but downward spiral is probably one of the greatest quote-unquote greatest uh concept albums of all time is the that- first the first, the first concept song or first concept album that I think of is the Black Parade because I, I, it's it's the only thing that I feel like drives to this uh, to you know to, to this whole idea. But I don't I don't know what you gather from actually calling your calling an album that you released a concept album. I don't know. We kind of get into pissing contests. Like I agree with some of these, but I don't. Yeah. I, I disagree with others. Like I don't see. I like. I think the wall could be considered a concept album, but then oh, I the see the wall is absolutely a concept album. Yeah, but then I I, I would see, fight for that one. But yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, no, a hundred percent. But then I just don't know. I don't because especially the the newer that you get, like I I, I mean I just I don't know that the Kinks are doing a, a concept album. You know, and no, you mentioned year zero. I feel like year zero was almost a tighter, more pronounced concept album than the downward spiral. Downward spiral just kind of seemed like a heroin diary to me. And it's still it's amazing. But year zero is literally like the fall of man and pushing through with music through the lyrics, through the videos, through the. Even the tour cycle at that point, it felt like a true concept album, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think I think that's probably at the maybe at the 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 root of a concept album is it's within the composer, not necessarily the audience receiving it. So maybe that's not maybe it's not fair for me to speculate exactly what a concept album is but i didn't i didn't know it until you know i guess probably what a week ago i I started doing the deepest of digs on this yeah and i have so much more respect for this entire album now like i have a hard time listening to it on random because it i like the 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 energy that it carries straight through and I, I can say sort of the same thing about the black parade i can say the same thing you know about about year zero so yeah. as i'm sure you can as well um one thing i want to get to before um we start we start narrowing down too too much here um i think you'll probably appreciate this um getting into just the top voices in heavy metal uh, rock music, that kind of thing. 
you there you know one of the measures is octaves and i gotta say uh, uh roddy walker from protest the hero is a top five range um lead in in heavy metal rock punk music well you just it's, sold me i'm gonna have to go back and just dig through the catalog then because that that sells me a lot so i'm gonna go ahead and run back through the only voices that beat roddy walker are axel rose that was a surpriser david lee roth was even more surprising Corey taylor okay Dev, devin townsend yeah that, yeah, that would have been my stuff. number one but uh actually number one somehow and again maybe another one that ends up showing up here i'm probably gonna end up doing we care a lot by faith no more and fuck yes dude oh my god (laughs) mike Mike Patton is number one uh, as far as octaves go he can hit six octaves sick and half a note yeah everybody else is floating right around five octaves and uh somewhere it, it's between five and a half and two notes in the top ten. Side and, note, side note, I have to drop this in since we're talking about Mike Patton. We can delete this if you want or whatever. Mutual friend of ours that I'm riding to work with. Um, are you familiar with the Apex Twins song "Come to Daddy"? It had yeah, a real. Of course real... I am. Yeah, of course right. I am. Are you familiar with the Dillinger Escape Plan cover of that with Mike Patton singing on it? No, I haven't heard that. Bro, bro. <laughs> yeah. You need to check that out, like, immediately. Like, it is unreal. And he's doing it without, like, digital effects and shit. He's doing even the wicked-ass monster scream towards the end of the song. And it's like, Mike Patton is fucking God. Holy shit. (laughs) Yeah, he's the guy that I didn't have on there. I mean, and it's strange because... You know, I, it's it's not that you know Roddy Walker seems like a, seems like an outlier on this list, but mind you, he's better than guys like Roger Waters. He's better yeah. than people like Mariah Carey. But more like again, more range than people like Michael Bolton, Rod Stewart. Now you're talking about the strongest sets of voices in the history. I'm and proud to hear got- that Debbie's on there because Devin Townsend's sick. Uh, next week, Jeremy's choice is going to be. It's going to be an interesting one. I can't wait to drop it on you because it's kind of hard to find. We'll have to YouTube that for you, but uh, it's unreal. And I'll tell you the story off mic, but I'll uh, I'll give it to him next week. It's pretty fucking interesting. I can dig it. Well, I hope uh, the last 20 minutes have compelled you to take a deeper dig into Protest the Hero. Uh, I do apologize that I really did center on Kazaya it's they're absolutely their most famous uh again they've been commended for for their just how solid they are and their range and their versatility and it's very very prominent in that in uh in kazaya so i look I to, to that say, end look to that end behind the uh behind the curtain a little bit is we can always return to protest the hero if we do this for a while I mean, we we're gonna be returning to bands that are our go-to's, you know. I I just because you're focusing on this this time, this is the seminal one for you. This is the one that broke, cut your teeth for Protest the Hero. We can always return to them later, you know. Sure, because this was a tough this was a tough choice. There was just there were so many bangers on this actual album. I mean, 44 minutes for this album, it seems like it's a running joke for me, because I. I, I'm always looking and I'm like, there's no way this fucking album's done. There's no way. Yeah. It's just, it just, it flies, you know, it's, I, I don't know. Give it a listen. You know, you could do a lot worse with your spare time. Again, if your ass is going to be quarantined, why not improve your sense of music at this point? So let us help you out with that. Cause that's what heavy metal parking lot is trying to do right now. So, Hell yeah. Uh, so again, this was Derek uh, and Jeremy uh, presenting heavy metal parking lot brought to you by darwin's family crest and uh the number 69 hell yeah we're gonna play turn soonest to the sea we'll see you next week and uh i'm just gonna keep it under my hat what i'm playing until we're off mic so we'll see you next time guys
Cheers.
Hey guys, if you got to this point, this is basically the equivalent of a hidden track on a CD. Do you remember CDs? Do you remember hidden tracks? I wanted to thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. Uh, if you have any questions, suggestions, anything, you can hit us at dfcpod at gmail.com. And... I just wanted to put out there, we own none of the rights to any of this music. This is a just an homage to these bands. We love them all, and uh, I'm going to put all the licensing and stuff in the show notes. You could probably find any of this on iTunes or Spotify or anywhere you're going to get your music at this point. Thanks for listening. Have a good one.